Today we're talking to the world's greatest C.A.W. fan, that being Jacob Baker. There's a lot of people out there that are the world's greatest performer, presenter, showman, wrestler, all that kind of stuff. But I think we can all agree that J.B. is the world's greatest C.A.W. fan. And I'm going to be talking to him today and we're going to find out, do we really know the real Jacob Baker? We're going to be talking to him about all his favorite shows, all his favorite guys. And maybe we can dive in a little bit more on who is the real J.B. It's coming up here and it's coming up right now. It is time once again for uh, another old little podcast. They call it the Jamco Talks Podcast. The guy that uh, hosts it, well, that's me, the Jamco. And today I have, uh, well, a very interesting guest. You know, people say there's a world's greatest talker, a world's greatest wrestler, a world's greatest uh, performer, world's greatest creator, content creator, world's greatest uh, presentation, all these things. But I don't think we can all agree the man that we're speaking to is the world's greatest C.A.W. fan. He's always at the premieres, he's always at the live launches, he's always on the, uh, well, anything, uh, really. So uh, let's bring him on. JB, what are you saying, old fella? Hello, everyone, and it's an honor to be on the FWZ Talk with Mr. Jamco himself. And to say I'm a CAW fan is an understatement of the year. Well, how would you define it? Me, I define the word CAW fan as someone who loves the industry and loves seeing content be created in what in platforms that normally you will you only see as something for like online purposes, but but seeing it as a way to escape the world. Escape the world hmm. that is professional wrestling and see how and how unfortunate how these times are. Call wrestling is like my ver- my version of pro wrestling. There's so many great storylines. There's so many great shows. It's it's amazing and and to be honest, like you said, I am loyal. I am the most loyal person you ever meet. If I find a show that I love more than anything else, you will see me there day one. Hmm. Okay. Whether it's whether it's um, from uh, shows from across the pond, around the world, wherever it goes, you will see me on YouTube or on Twitch, and you will see me enjoy it. Well, let's talk about that because again, you are you are someone that I mean, I, I wasn't actually aware of you until I, I think I saw met you on a stream, and then I kind of saw you everywhere. And I thought, man, this guy is uh, is loyal, and obviously, I could tell that you enjoy it a lot, which is why you uh, always like to to watch it. And you know, do you, especially from your point of view? Because you're watching so many shows, I guess you compare a lot. Do you ever get to a point where you are you, you do get sick and tired of watching them? Because you know sometimes you see one show, they're doing the same thing in another show, or you see the same guys in one show and it's sometimes another. Do you, you know, especially some of those streams that can go you know, six, seven hours? You surely you'd get to a point where you think oh, I really can't be asked with watching this stuff anymore. Yeah, it gets to a point on some and some leagues. Um, where they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and repetition can get to a point where you're just like okay you you're not giving me anything new you're not giving me anything interesting you're just doing the same old song and dance i'm done with you i've had that happen too many times i've had that happen only a couple times and one of them unfortunate one of them was forever a movement um i i was a fan of their stuff i was 
I've been I was watching them since anniversary 2011, but they kept doing the same things over and over again. I keep seeing the same dudes as world champions, same storylines, same yada yada yada. And I was like, okay, you guys don't know how to don't know how to get a good show from a hole in the ground. I'm done with you. And and so far, I've I've been happier since. I've been finding new shows to watch and finding new ways to enjoy it. You know. Have you always been a fan? And yeah, because I'm I'm curious if you participate. Because I, I tend to see a lot of people who eventually, you know, you participate in this kind of stuff, regardless of if you create a character or even just get involved with some ideas. But where's the time period in you becoming a fan and then finally branching into getting your own character or a character into a show? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, and uh, believe it or not. It's, I have two separate years. The first year when I actually um, uh, uh, saw Call for the first time was around 2007 with uh, uh, the Dynasty Wrestling franchise wow. when they uploaded their first WrestleMania on YouTube. I, I was a little kid. I was in a library uh, in Louisiana, and when I when I saw the show, I was like, "Whoa, look at these characters!" They were like, "And these matches were insane." You don't see this in WWE, and I was like, "Okay, maybe that was cool. Maybe I'll check it out sometime later." And then. Um, in 2008, I run across this uh, channel. You might have heard of it called Extreme Call Wrestling. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I know that. And I, I was, I watched the first episode. Okay, I like this, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna see how this goes. And I kept going all the way to their first pay per view, which was December to Dismember. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a this this was this was very awesome. And I've done, uh, and since then, I decided to make my own calls. I've actually done a made my own storyline. I think it was. SVR 08 or 09. Right? Okay. It, it's a little, a little side project of mine where I decided to revamp ECW to what it was, right? And actually give it a chance. And I've and when I talked about FAM, I actually had a tryout match on uh, in 2010 um, when I had a PS3 before the whole scandal and all that. And even though I didn't win, I thought maybe I actually had a chance to open some eyes. <laughs> that didn't happen. Oh. It took me till like late last year to actually get my foot in the door. Um, well, I was going to ask actually... because I know I know like in in uh, SB2K and places like that you've got that LR LNRK is the JB character coming kind of making its waves mm -hmm. now. But before that and all that time until 2007 did you have a different character or any character at all? I I I've, I've made a few OCs in the back in the back in the past. I usually do them for like you know career mode and all that. I I've never actually had the chance to actually upload my own OCs until like like twenty twenty eighteen. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can actually get a chance on some and see what happens. And so far, so far nowadays, I'm kind of been been jumping at the moon. Sex, I'm actually going to I'm actually in some of these leagues, like you said, SVW2K. I got to thank Mikey True for that because he helped me get my foot in the door and and launch this whole world of call wrestling that I never thought I would be able to be a part of. Well, when I when I think about you, you know, there's a couple of things that come to mind, and one is, you know, again, I I only met you, you know, maybe you know months and months ago, and from someone as myself who hasn't been around that long, you know, had a thing, went away, come back. When I came back and, and saw you, I thought there's two things that, that I questioned. One is, you know, why hadn't you been in a show because you're so loyal? You know, people wouldn't have to worry about, well, I don't know if I should get this guy because I don't know if he watches the show, or I don't know if this guy will create me any nonsense. And you are the personification of the opposite of that, of someone where actually, yeah, this guy will always be there because he is always there. 
And the second thing is, you have a very distinct voice. You have a very unique voice. And I have no idea why no one's used that in terms of commentary, ring announcing, or a character voiceover. It's mostly because um, whenever you, we watch these shows, they don't, they don't, you, there's rarely a chance you can actually have a viewing party like you have on Discord. It was coming at a time before Discord ever became what it was, and we didn't have this, had a chance to do watch parties or any of that, and they never actually had a chance to hear me actually be who I was. And I have to thank, and believe it or not, I, it what it, the way the the way they found out about how amazing my voice is is from a from um, Eddie Mackley or not. Um, it was during the uh, GWM storyline when I was free, when I was like losing my mind that um that's this that this company who, which was based off Tiger Mask W's anime was trying to do what Vince did with World Wrestling Entertainment and I was just freaking out. Mm. Eddie actually had actually came to me on Discord saying you want to do a storyline with my El Anarchista. Um, character at future shot and i was like yes and he said would you like to um, do some lines and i was like sure why not and i sent a um a little i was with uh during the time i was with my grandfather watching my uh, baby brother play baseball and i was actually i actually had to go to the parking lot and and uh record my lines for the promo and i and i poured my heart into it i was like literally losing my mind <laughs> and just and just going ham and when I saw the um, video, I mean the stream on Twitch, and I saw my character come into the um, ring, I was I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I was having the I had the textbook match striker mark out moment, and it was amazing. I and wanna... the fact that he had... sorry go on. and the fact that he actually and he actually wanted to continue this and actually gave me a tryout match on CCL Adrenaline, I, I was I was ecstatic because like this is great. I get the chance to be a part of part of one of the OGs of CAW and even though it was for a match I still call it as a as a mark as a mark as a milestone in my eyes so where, where have they sort of positioned you in CCL I don't really watch it religiously so have they continue to use well them? my only match with them was a job out match against one blade Myers um, before that I had a little conversation with Eddie and Meredith saying that I wouldn't sue if they, if they gave me a match and I was like okay that's fine and I was like, yeah, I, was, I kind of figured I was going to get jobbed out, but I didn't know I was going to get jobbed out that hard. <laughs> right, right, right. I want to I wanna circle back to DWF because um, I actually told Mr. AJ Mamba, a good personal friend of mine, uh, that I would be interviewing you. And he actually had a question for you. And his question is, he's known you as someone that has watched the original DWF. I don't know you've technically answered part mm -hmm. of this question, but he did generally ask me, how long have you actually watched DWF for? Well... Um, I remember seeing, like I said, I'm, DWF WrestleMania 20, 2007 was my first it, uh, taste of DWF. But if I remember correctly, it was around during the 2010s when they, when uh, during uh, the uh, 20, uh, during the 2010 year, mm -hmm. SVR 10 before they became WWE, um, is when I fully got into um, uh, being a full time watcher of the Dynasty Wrestling franchise. I can, and it was. Yeah, DWF Backlash 2010 is when I got my hooks in on on, on it. So that is uh, pretty much its full kind of first incarnation. It's had a couple of other, you know, in uh, incarnations. Yeah, because well. I remember he was doing DWF on many different uh, ch channel uh, services like Daily Motion and all that. I didn't yeah. know about Daily Motion mm. back then. I only knew YouTube, and 
when they did WrestleMania 2007, I thought they were going to keep going. Yeah. So I was wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't 2010. It was 2008 because I remember Judgment Day 08 so very well. It's the um, pay-per-view where the Rebel came back after being injured by Zippa Man. Man, you really uh, don't know your stuff. Jesus Christ. He, you probably know more than he does. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised what what how deep my memory banks wow. are about virtual wrestling. It's <laughs> Well, that's interesting. It's you amazing. say it's, you talk about your memory with with most of these things, and if you do got a good memory from everything you've seen, as a fan and how much you've watched for so many years, haven't you not seen it all? To be honest, with with how much pro, how much um, ties of pro wrestling you see in um, in virtual wrestling, I'll be surprised. I'll, I'll be surprised that it didn't happen any sooner, but it didn't because I keep seeing storylines that WWE doesn't. Or WWE or TNA or any of the other big leagues haven't had a chance to do, and I was like, "Come on!" I mean, hell, they hell. Virtual wrestling was doing women's tag team tag team matches before they even think of bringing tag team championships. Mm. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I feel like you should have done this sooner." But I feel like with how much I've known about uh, about virtual, I've seen about virtual wrestling, I should have seen it all. Mm-hmm. But I keep telling myself, but I keep seeing stuff that I haven't seen before, like. I remember this storyline DWF did with uh, Red and Green. Um, oh yeah, the Gage and, um, and about this. Yeah, and how um, how it was, and how um, it, this whole murder scene and all that. Thing. <laughs> and I was like, man, hey, man, hey, Vince McMahon can eat your heart out on this one. And then years later, when Red and Green made their triumphant return, I was I, I was my, I was slack jawed because I thought for sure they were done. And the and they said the reason was that they did that is because of they didn't want to get bad reputation because of their commitment to each other. And I was like, well, like the kind of it kind of makes sense, but I'm still shocked about it. And I and no matter how many times I watch rest, virtual wrestling, it's been going on for over ten years. I still find I still see episodes that still send send shockwaves to me. And it's probably because maybe it's, maybe it's my imagination just running wild and free whenever I see some cool stuff, you know? Have you like ever thought instance, about... The... Sorry, go on. You're going to say an example. No, 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 no. Go on to your question. I actually want to can't hear this. Well, I was going to say, have you ever thought about actually creating your own show? Honestly, I've actually done that once. I think it was SBR09 when they started doing the HD stages. Yeah. I actually created... I actually did a little story, little uh, storyline of my own, uh, where I actually take ECW, WWE ECW, and actually give it a full workover. Uh, you know? Yeah. I only did like one episode of it, but I actually had a lot of fun with it, and um, I actually shared it online, and a lot of people actually actually liked it. And I was like, maybe I can actually help out on the show side. You know, be a be like a booker or a general manager or something. Yeah. Because. With my knowledge of professional wrestling, going back to the Attitude Era and seeing so many crazy things, I kind of, I kind of, kind of figured what can happen, what can happen, and all that stuff. Well, with and, that being said, with 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 the memories, then, and also when you took a little stab, do you actually work with any shows now, whether it be a creative input or any type of uh, show editing? I, I've I've actually. I've actually helped out with some with some shows, not on YouTube, but with roleplay servers. Um, right. On the 
yeah, with um, with some role play servers, I help out with uh, some of the matches and storylines. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, on the ACW Discord, um, we do a role play server with uh, myself, uh, Zero, TRG, and Damien. We 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 have our own we have our own we have our own shows. We have three of them: uh, Transcend, Turbo, and I can't remember the third one. I think it's like our version of Sunday Night Heat. And I've been helping out with um, getting characters in there and working on storylines and all that. And it's been helping me find ways to actually, to actually figure out if I can do this here, how can I do it with other leagues? Like help out with like UWL or any or uh, or any of the other leagues, you know? Well, you know, one of the things we want to get into with with that is, as well as you being a fan, maybe in the past year or so, you've you've finally got a character that has uh, that's kind of been up on shows, has has done a little bit. Of course, we talked about L Anarchista JB being on SPW2K. And I know you're part of a couple of shows that we had last year with that, and also uh, a few um, shows within uh, their sort of their storyline, their universe, as it were. But you have, and uh, I, I fought hard for this to, to, to get you on here. Uh, I remember, well, the first incarnation, is, of course, is M.A. Debye, uh, currently uh, in its infancy right now. I remember when we were putting together the, the, the roster for that, and I was like, dude, we've got to get JB. I mean, come on. Like, it's, it's almost a, a goddamn crime. To not have him in for, for why he's not used at all, and then um, of course James Frost comes in, makes that beautiful creation of yours, and gives a good old yeah, spin I, on that. Yeah, I I have to admit when I first saw the call that uh, Mr. Frost made, I was like, whoa! I I, I pitched him the idea. I kind of want to be like kind of like Jekyll and Hyde, mm. you know, one side's like the yeah, super sweet guy, the next, and then whenever you like really ticked him off, you like see this angry evil man who could do things that you, that even your that even uh god himself wouldn't do and he ran with it and mm. i was like i was like and i was like this is something that i feel like should be should be should have done in like a, a horror movie or something with with how impressive he looks you know but with and that creation now that, has anyone actually have you been able to take that that creation to other so shows apart from the, the maw stuff well i know well I, I've been running with it with um, Anarchista in uh, SBWTK uh, and also in another league. I don't know if you, it's a kind of a light league, but it's but it's kind of famous. Uh, New Japan called Wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, he's a junior in that one, and we're part of a he's part of a group called uh, Revolt. Great, and a lot of fun there. And mm-hmm. and he's just been, and he just got invited to be a part of the 2020 uh, uh, New Japan. I mean. Uh, Best of the Super Juniors. Okay. No, wait, no, it's the Super Jacob. They, did, they already did Best of the Super Juniors. God, Jacob, and know your stuff. I was like, <laughs> I, have, I have mental laughs. And, and most recently, you know this more than anybody else, you've also taken the James Frost character to be a part of a, a part of a league. Um, I won't say what, because I feel like that's... Yeah, that's you, you're, you're stepping on uh, some wrong buttons there, Jacob. You need to keep that hush hush. Don't worry, worry, don't worry. I... I or won't I'll say beat anymore. you up for that one. Uh, but, <laughs> Don't uh, worry, I, won't, I won't say anymore. But um, yeah, uh, when I first when I first saw the character on MAW, I was I was I was psyched because I get to be a part with AJ once again, hmm. and one more time with uh, on one more time because we had we had one shot when part of DWF uh, when he brought it back to do the mayhem thing. He hmm. wanted to be on wanted me to be on there. I thought that's fantastic, but problem is they they only did one episode. And I was like, oh man. There was so much potential. I could have seen so many great matches with myself. 
you know. But now that I'm in the NAW and I'm having a good time doing it, I kind of, I kind of can't wait for what the future holds, honestly, because if everything goes on in real life, it's one way to get out. <laughs> True, absolutely, and uh, you know, since we're on the topic of MAW, uh, Jacob, tell me what is the uh, better MAW show? Look, even though AJ has me on Raw, SmackDown always has. The yeah, best that's right. Good answer, correct answer. That's what I'm talking about. Well done, Jacob. Here's you the know thing: I grew up in the ruthless aggression era. I was raised on it. And I always say that, that Raw is Raw is always the is the storytelling show. That's where they can be so proper. But SmackDown, that's where the wrestling is. That's where the wrestling. That's where the real yeah. stuff is. You know, Jay. That's where you see. That's where you see the great stars that can't do anything in soap opera, but he, but they can stretch you and t and make you and do moves that you can't even think about. You know, guys yeah. like Eddie Guerrero, uh, Bob Holly, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, all of those greats. And on MAW SmackDown, just like you said, you got great stars in, in of itself. Okay, mm -hmm. I may be on Raw, but I'm a but I'm a blue blood for life. <laughs> yeah, see, I guess that, that see that's this is what I'm talking about. You know, uh, I did try and get you for Jackal's MAW SmackDown, but old AJ Mumba played politics and got you on Raw, and uh, he um, he he just played ball because he's upset because I got Nathan Smart. You see, so let me tell you though, if uh, if AJ Mumba ever you know gets on your nerves or you know he tries to you know, not give you what you need, you feel yeah, you're pull, being pull one. You give me a call, baby. You call me up. I can work something out for you. Yeah. Hey, it's already started when I got when I got screwed out of another I shot at, uh, at the YouTube title, and and it's about it's about to get a whole it's about to get a lot more fun. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Good. I hope you beat him up. Um, uh, I'm gonna say I, was, I will say this. Stay, stay tuned on Raw because you might see some funny stuff. I mean, I've already t I've already had some fun with uh, the Charm City Kings, and that's just getting started. <laughs> So I'm going to do a little bit of a quick fire round on some uh, some questions with you due to, of course, your vast knowledge of, uh, of CW. So these are kind of a list of questions I've compiled for you. So probably big, good, easy one. Over your time of watching uh, virtual wrestling, name me your top five CAWs of all time. Ooh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good choices in, with uh, all the stuff I've seen. But my top five would exist of TGO, TGO, um, Keller, um, Tank, um, ooh, a lot of good ones. Um, you got two more. Uh, ooh, a lot of good. Look, give me a minute. I got three. Oh, Devin Fullhardy, dude. That dude is that dude is charismatic to the core. Um, and finally, my best, my my biggest fan. Of course, is mm. Ray Geddes. That dude. That dude ah. is. That dude is bad. Yeah, I, I. Whenever I see Ray Geddes, I was like, yeah, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin when he has no <coughs> filter. So I can see a lot of DWF and, uh, and ECW influences. Does that go back to you watching them in the early days? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the guys I grew up with. You know, the Great One Keller, the Rebel, and all them. Same with ECW with with um with uh with Devin Fullhardy and Tank, Papu Papu and all them. But I feel like if I go in with the best, I gotta go with the guys that I know that I grew up on, know them, and that and that's my top five. The fifth, the 
The fifth one was kind of a wild card because I feel like this. I've seen so many shows, I couldn't pick up one. So why not go with the man who, who kind of makes me kind of makes me feel more at home from the time in the Attitude Era than Rage and Ray Geddes. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with you. Certainly on that one, I've with Ray, and uh, certainly gives you you know, especially when it comes to characters like that. You know, some people just kind of maybe read off a script or just kind of give you the you know same tone and everything but you know when it comes to yeah voice he, and character, he just, it's the same old cookie character stuff but like but with ray you actually you actually feel that yeah. he's literally tell, talking to you straight to your, to your face and that's like, what i'm saying that's why it works about sort of okay. tone delivery uh you know mm-hmm. the passion behind it and you know even though you know some of the stuff's not out it's a bit but i i put you in that same you know, category. I shouldn't have to tell a person, you know, get angry here, or, or unless I'm being really being specific. But I put you and and him in the same category of I give you something, and you give me the passion of being the person rather than just kind of protect. There's 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 just two ways of of things like that. There's I know you're playing a character to I believe you're the character. I don't want to believe mm-hmm. that you're playing one because then I'm like, well, you're just no, acting. No. No, I, I've always I, I keep telling myself this whenever I get a chance to do a promo. You your you have to you have to talk like you have to make them believe you. You have yeah. to make them see that you are this character that you are willing to do this, that and and and, uh, and the other. And uh, make them feel the energy that you are giving them. Mm. Okay? And take for instance El Anarchista. When I when I want, when I want to be, I, I said they told me you got to be, you got to be uh, ruthless. You got to show that you meet, you want, you belong here. And I ran with it. Case in point, when I, uh, when I made my date, when I um, d- uh, announced I was going to be in the Made Rumble, I was, I said I'm going to be, I'm going to win this. I'm going to be made, and I will get a title shot. Okay, yeah. and you will know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And same with, uh, same with. Uh, same with uh, C- CCL when he asked me to um to um invade the ring and berate about how CCL ain't doing ain't doing a damn thing about the uh, monopoly. I went in there guns blazing. I was like pissed off because I felt like I was about to see another another instance of of Vince McMahonism. Okay, and I was I was just, I was I was, I let my emotions play on that one and I enjoyed it because yeah. I actually meant when I said when I say that this cup that this. Monopoly is trying to kill the very business that I I grew up and loved on and put my heart into. Okay, and and I I felt it and every and all the and all and I bet all the young fans who saw that felt it as well and it's like okay this dude's got passion I gotta get this dude somehow or just be friends with him. Yes, absolutely. Because outside of virtual wrestling, I may be, I'm a shy son of a bitch, but. Once you get once once you get to know me, I am the most loving dude you'll ever meet. Aw, isn't that nice, Jacob Baker, the most yeah, loving I, dude you ever know. Yeah, I've 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 heard so many times that I got a heart of gold. I was like, you, yeah, that's an understatement, because I really care. When I find when I when I find out that someone's hurt or anything, I always want to help. Mm. I, I I believe in the model of the golden rule. You know, do unto others as they do unto you. Yeah. Okay, so. You treat me right, I treat you right. You know, and it goes for the other way around. You said it, pal. Name me a show, a CAW show, that should be resurrected. Ooh, that's a... Man, there were so many good shows that I feel like should have got, should have had the chance to run. 
but I feel like but feel like to do some circ to to certain cir circumstances didn't have the chance. And there's some other shows that were great, but unfortunately had to get cut off for the same reasons. Yeah. Um, one of them is Call of Honor. That was a great oh, league gosh. in of itself. Itself before all this BS came along. Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't for the BS, I would have been surprised that it kept going. But that's that's neither here or there, here nor there. Um, I feel like another one. I feel like this should have should have. I feel like they shouldn't have cut this because it was such a great idea, which was unite. Mm -hmm. That was a great idea of what the young guns actually have a chance to shine, to be like you know. I feel like if they brought if if Bash and Rom actually decided actually decided to keep Star Team, that could have been their that could have been their version of NXT. You know, I could have seen this as a, yeah, as a developmental point. show, and just and that would have been great. You would have seen stars you had never seen, or some other stars who's trying to get capture that magic they had, but. Man, they cut it off at the after their very own their very first paper see per view, and I was like, "Man, you just dropped the ball." I think with those two, I mean, um, I've interviewed both of those, and we've discussed those topics. I think both of those shows are victim of of you know drama or BS, whatever you want to call it, from from other people. So when you bring mm -hmm. more people on, it tends to well get a bit of a crowded train and, and this happens and that happens that's kind of how it is so that could be a good example yeah, for people I, to maybe keep it to one to two people with yourself rather than get a whole group because that can just be a bit of a, a mess and a bit of a headache yeah that's a, yeah that's it that's a that's a uh uh part of my french clusterfuck waiting to happen if you get a whole group of people because mm. like you said a whole group of people with a bunch of different ideas and stuff you, so, something's gonna mix wrong and it's just gonna be bad yeah 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 absolutely right and uh, but that that's a lesson for people to to you know who you're going to surround yourself with. But then also, if you are going to yeah. do something like that, make sure you designate a leader and that they get the final say, uh, whether people yeah. like it or not. Because that's the problem. You end up having other people try and take that leader role. If you yeah if, yeah because there's a lot because one major uh, flaw in um, virtual wrestling whenever you're trying to do bookings and stuff is you get a group of people who have just a little bit of an inflated ego, no offense. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of water and oil, and it's just going to be yeah. bad. So this is going to test your knowledge, your memory. You've got to name me your top five CAW matches. Oh, man. i got so many great matches uh, in my mind. Um, DWF WrestleMania, I think, two or three. Um, Tank versus M.Y. Mossy inside Hell in a Cell. That was a great match right there. Um, oh, most recent, Isolation, the Hell in a Cell match between uh, Whistler and Creed. That was yeah, amazing. that was I fucking good, yeah. Those so many down spots on there that, gave, that brought back so many great memories of Hell in a Cell's past. Um, what else, what else, what else? Oh, um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh, most another most recent one, the uh, All Star Grand Slam with their uh, twelve on twelve match for control of ACL. Uh, that okay. That was storytelling one hundred and one right there. That's how you draw a crowd in, you know, because they've been doing that since uh, Grand Slam last year. And dude, I've been on the train riding it since, just just hoping and praying they can get rid of this group once and for all because they've been causing so much hellfire. And when they did, that was the best enjoyment I've ever seen. You got two more. Yeah. Uh. Ooh, let's see. I got okay. Uh, survival. FAM survival. When um, 
when when they announced that uh, Re- Rannick made its re- triumphant return. I was like, this has got to be the best storytelling I've ever seen because you had a guy who's one of the originals of FAM been gone for so long and, and decides to come back because he's seen how how tattered and corrupt and all that stuff he's seen of his once company, once park owner, park company. And I was like, well, what do you what do you expect, man? When the cat's away, the mice will play. And ugh. yeah, yeah. And finally, my great, my favorite match. Oh, that's a big one. Believe it or not, it's actually the first, very first match I ever saw. WrestleMania 2007, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was caught my eye. Uh, the, I can still remember the spot where Benny Hall jumped off the uh, the equipment tower to onto um, onto um, uh, Keller through a table. I was like, holy! <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those, it was those cl- that classic OMG moment, and seeing all those amazing uh, wrestlers do what they do best, and the the end result was was really cool. Seeing Keller finally win it all, and then hold on to it to cash it in at Judgment Day the next year. I was like, that's how you do that's how you do a Money in the Bank contract. You gotta make sure you got to be the the least expect, you know. Yep, yep. And, well, yeah. What would you like to see more of in uh, in CAW? I would love to see more creation. What I mean is, I want to see, I want to see, like the storyline can be great, but if you don't have a set that can run with it, I feel like you're just, you just, um, you just um, uh, pushing uh, raw cookie dough. What I mean right. is, you have so much potential to make a set that can that can draw the eye. It don't have to be the same cookie cutter BS WWE does. You know, make it the most unique thing. Like I've seen so many custom arenas okay. from the uh, from the creation suite. I was like, this is what WWE, this is what gaming should be. Let the creations flow. And I'm hoping and you. praying that the next generation of wrestling games, you know, the Wrestling Co, the AEW yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and uh, this deathmatch one I've heard comes out and they actually let the creations run wild and free. Like you see, like you you can actually you can actually have a chance to play um, with the toys that they give you and yeah, yeah. let the story tells flow from it. You know. Yeah, that uh, I could I see that sort of working. Uh, and, and yeah, I I'd, I've never really thought of it like that before. I guess because I've always made a, a good stage. But yeah, like that could be uh, the, the greatest drawing. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than. Um, Having something that is pretty much, you know, take a SmackDown, say, put a Titan Tron, and then leave everything else. So I can, I can see your point about uh, that, that, that set idea. I think that is important on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, next point. Leagues. Go on, you're gonna say something. Right. There's some, there are some leagues. One of them, in particular, uh, World Call, World Championship Call, who takes the simplistic idea and just runs with it. I was like, okay, I like this simple idea simple idea and let the wrestlers do the talking i was like you know keep it rustic i was like okay. that is good that is a great idea but you got to be careful on going down that route because then then it's going to be just be bland you blah and all that stuff and like you got it's like it's a it's a very thin ice of uh of between awesome and bland you know what i mean yeah yeah so you know, with that being said it. then in the the last sort of part of this um which is going to be with your character, with your um, your your individual that you've got going now, and a couple of the shows, what shows do you want your uh, character to be in? Is there any you sort of checked out, or some you've even been watching for a long time? Where you thought, you know, what, I want that character to be in that show. I think it could fit in well here. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in my head. Um, 
few of them. I really would. Lo- I would really love to see L Anarchies to make another stab at the CCL mm-hmm. because I know if you you've seen it in, on Twitter uh, that this might be the last season of the CAW yeah. Champions League, and I I I, I told myself I want to at least put at least get a shot to get in there at least once, just just a tryout match or anything to actually get a chance to put, to um, be on part of the final season. Mm-hmm. That would make me happy. Yeah. Um, same. Um, another one is uh, uh, the Universal Wrestling League, not the one that um, that is the the um, FCW to um, to uh, the Hakeem's League, the one okay. that the one that with Voltage in, in charge. I want to kind of want to put my stamp on there because UWL is amazing in of itself, and I feel like if I can ever get a chance to be a part of Charge and maybe get a female call call the rep, I can like to be on um on on charge and me on voltage that'll be fantastic that'll make my day and there's so many and of course my big one is i want to be a part of uh, extreme call wrestling because that's one of my og leagues and i yeah. feel like it's about i feel like it's like going to be a long time coming for me to be a part of it um hopefully sooner or later i'll actually have a chance to be a part of d league that's a good start mm-hmm. and and maybe soon i'll be able to be a, be on the main roster and be able to face guys like tank and all those and actually have matches i've been having in my head and just run and it just come true you know you heard it mick sign him now or i'll rib you more <laughs> and the big one for the biggest one for me is hopefully i'm hoping sooner or later i get a chance to be a part of call start because that to me is like that to me that to me says i've made it okay because call starts is the biggest event of the cult, uh, of virtual w- one of the biggest events of virtual wrestling you get you get caught you can be on the card no matter if it's the rumble or the main event you know that you made it, you know well to all those you mentioned but, if they are listening uh you've made your play cards on the table make your move yeah it, you know hey tra- crazy things have happened this year i i'm i'm hoping <laughs> Well, you never know. Let's see what uh, what the future holds. I want to move. I want to move on to uh, the old topic of old professional wrestling. And you said about you were looking oh, at yeah. uh, CAW stuff around that 2007 mark and going back to the attitude out. When uh, when exactly was it that you saw wrestling for the first time, and how did you get into it? Monday Night Raw. It was. I think it was either 97 or 98. If I yeah. remember, actually, no, it was 97. The night after the screw job, because the screw oh, wow. job. Yeah, the screw job was on my fifth birthday, and I, and I decided, and it was late night. I was on Raw. I was like, "What's going on here?" And and just seeing the uh the first image of of ravishing Rick Rude, God rest his soul, coming out to, with D Generation X the night after one of the most infamous nights in pro in pro in sports entertainment. I kind of liked it, and then 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 it really got strong. Really got in during '98 during the uh, the Austin era. Oh yeah, baby, because. Because Stone Cold represented the common, the every every man in this uh, in the world, say I want one day I want to just stick my foot up my boss's ass, and he does it constantly to Mister McMahon. I just love every minute of it. You know, you and I uh, are similar. That is my uh, my favorite time. That's kind of what I got brought up on as, as well. And it, it's it's hard to compare those kind of errors to to any others. Um, but it, man, it's uh, it's it's the pageantry, it's the crowds, it's the aggression, it's the the stories, it's the it's yeah, the b- the believing people rather than knowing uh, where well, you're kind of I'm I'm wishy washy on you looking at someone and go man they think that they're the shit so I believe that they're the shit yeah I, 
and I've had so many. I've I've seen so, uh, and then came the night. Then came uh, the early two thousands with Triple H, showing how, how he could. He went from this pompous prince to this badass son of a bitch who don't give a damn who who it is. He'll drop your ass faster than a heart attack. I was like, yeah, I don't want to piss you off. I'll tell you something though about but it, him. For like the, I think it was must have been for the whole of two thousand, about six months where Triple H. Yeah, the two thousand like, eras was when he would just cut ten minute promos of... every beginning of Raw. And I was like, oh god, this is painful. Yeah, the, those yeah those promos were kind of a backwash, bad idea oh. for Triple H because all we all it did was just get us bored. I was like, okay, <laughs> we get it, man. Okay, it it gets annoying. And then came the early two thousands with the ruthless aggression era, where mm. Or you just see a whole bunch of stars actually try and see what sticks, and yeah. of course you know, and 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 then of course they came the John Cena era, and and it's hard to believe he started off as a, as a, as this dude in tights when it tights and he became what he is now. <laughs> you talk about the uh, late attitude era with WWE. Did you ever check out WCW at that time? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I'm yeah, yeah. I actually had a. I actually was I was interested during the uh, Monday Night War. Problem is, I only had one television, and I almost got carpal tunnel just channel surfing. Because <laughs> it's so hard trying to switch from from uh, from USA to TNT and back and forth, back and forth. Because yeah. there there was no because uh, there was no preview button. You literally had to channel surf. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was the best thing about it is. Uh having those two shows and you know the wrestling really have to fight to get you to watch it because you could just switch the channel and and, and you know it'd be game over mm-hmm. instantly if you fucked up one yeah, at a time and, yeah the, the monday night war was the was to me the golden era of wrestling because yeah. you actually had shows that really want to see who is the best and you want and you and you had to decide which one you want and i could and and i feel like i should have been one of those in-betweeners because i love both of them but i stuck with wwe and mm. yeah i kind of make yeah i kind of it kind of blew up, man, and I, I, believe it or not, I kind of wish, and I know I'm not the only one that that uh, WCW would make a return. It already, we kind of sort of got it with AEW. Yeah, I'm really hoping and praying that WWE missed their mark and and don't get the copyrights from WCW, and AEW just snatches it up from behind and it's like, yes. They've got a lot of trademarks, I know, with WWE, but I think, especially this time now, if if you know they didn't, AEW would be doing a lot of the old WCW um, uh, matches and also a lot of the uh, the the Jim Crockett, yeah, they the Jim have, Crockett they era gotten, promotions. They would have gotten war games, all the pay per views, and that's the thing. I I really think AEW could could have, could do war games a lot better. I think they would have you know stuck the top on the on the cell and and put the weapons in like they used to with the with the nineties where they were sort of hanging off the off the cell and also some of the uh, yeah 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 and um and TNA did that with uh, lethal lockdown yeah if I remember yeah. correctly yeah like, I, and and w, and AEW would have done it the original way and actually had a a lidded cell instead of one with just an opening you know yeah and and the two rings thing as well which would be that kind of multi tag um matches they would have where a bit of a clusterfuck with the rules I remember with the Jim Crockett era but it would be you know two matches would be going on. At the same time, in two yeah, rings. yeah, basically, were basically, and and they would also done it, and they, they had to do it with pit when pinfalls because back when they first started doing war games, they, it was either submit or surrender, and that was kind of a that was kind of a bad idea because you can get people hurt doing that. Yeah, I, I remember this. I remember during one of the war game matches, 
uh, I think it was during, during the NWO's uh, Reign of Terror when um, Nash tried to do a powerbomb. Problem is, he was so he was so freaking tall, he actually he, he couldn't do it fully, and he actually hit, he actually hit the dude on the on top of the cell and gave him a concussion. E man. Yeah, that's awful. The, the only the, yeah, the, the doubt the, if they're gonna try to do a modern version of of uh, war games and do it traditionally, if you're gonna have a lid, make sure the the cage is actually tall enough <laughs> for that, so that if you actually do have a big man, um, say like the Big Show or any of those, yeah, or any of those dudes, you got to make sure they can actually do their moves correctly and without having you know any issues. You uh, what what kind of uh sort of guys do you think, even gals as well, from your time watching wrestling, sort of do you? Kind of like we did with the top five. I'm not gonna make you name top five, but kind of who are your memorable? I, I, know, you, I know you said Stone Cold is one. Stone Cold's one of them. If I'm going down the women's side, I gotta say Lita because mm -hmm. yeah, me too. Lita was the was the was the anti diva before Paige was ever an anti. Ever yeah. took that moniker because she, although she was pretty, she did things that most of the most of the other women at that time wouldn't even think about doing. She was the first one to do aerial acrobatics. She was the first. She was the first one to, to actually um, do her karanas and all that stuff. Yep. And she didn't. And she didn't look like she would look like dressed to the nines and look like she was about to go out on a night of town. She looked like she was ready to go to a rock concert and get into the mosh pit. Yep. You know, um, another one. I'm going to go to this mo to the modern era, and and that is of course Paige because she was the anti diva. She brought back the uh, the, uh, the gimmick of the anti diva, and I was like, good. Let the let the women show that they can actually wrestle instead of letting their looks um, try to get them over, you know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, on the men's side, Daniel Bryan all, all day because he is truly a professional wrestler. Even during his time in Ring of Honor when I saw some of his matches, yeah. I was like, this dude could have made – this dude could have made – could have been on, um, in, in that uh, – what was it? Um, that, uh, uh, that Japanese special where they were actually doing shoot wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt like he could have been perfect for there because his technical abilities was amazing. It's interesting um, with Daniel Bryan. I feel like he was he was when I say he's too late, not too late in um, you know, where you know, what he does. I say too late mm -hmm. in the way that he came into business. Had you dropped Daniel Bryan in the seventies, man, that would have been NWA champion all day long. Because that is exactly oh, how that would have gone. And maybe when not as far. Uh, but... He would have been he would have been he would have been NWA world champion on multiple occasions. Mm -hmm. And he would have had great storylines during that during those territories. I mean Because hmm. um, he's generally likable. Go... Because he's generally likable, I yeah, think yeah. that also works for that era too as being a babyface. Yeah, and, and if he ever and if he ever did a heel, he could have been he could have been the uh, perfect like he could have run hippie style and it's like you get in there, man. Yeah and, yeah. and just and just use all the political BS that was going on in the seventies and seventies and just ran with it. You know? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um I'm gonna go to New Japan for this one because there's a lot of great New Japan stars as well. Um man. One of them is one of them is definitely um Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace. Yeah. That dude is the perfect rock star you'll ever see, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and he, and he he let he lets his charisma just just flow. I was like, like this dude could t could go to a to a um to a, to a Leonard to a um Led Zeppelin concert and and everyone will be cheering him. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, another one was of, of course the Bullet Club because the Bullet Club really, Bull Bullet Club is really one of my favorite factions of yeah. the of the New Japan era. Yeah. 
before they all ever became big, I was like, I love the fact that uh, Ben Bauer, formerly known as Prince Devitt, created this club because he was sick and tired of being uh, associated with a, being a dancing idiot, with a dancing idiot, and decides to become a real shooter, a real rock and roller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and and then came and then came his bouncer, Bad Luck Folly. That that dude was the biggest Samoan I've seen since Umaga, and he is one bad son of a bitch. He is like old Folly. Yeah, old Folly, and he's one of the OGs. Then came Talent Tonga, the um the uh. One, before before he was no, apart with his brother of uh, the girl's destiny, I was mm-hmm. like, "You scare me." And then came Gallows and Anderson before they before WWE snatched them and ruined them. I mean, they were doing great on their own. I mean, multi-time tag team champions, Carl uh, Anderson, the Machine Gun, running, um, having a successful streak of uh, being a part of Wrestle Kingdom eight on eight different occasions. Yeah, and. And then they went to WWE and I was like, what did you do to them? They could have been so much better. Yeah, I could have I seen so many great matches and you decided to drop the ball. When you talk about I'm Japanese so wrestling, you know, why, why do you think, especially on the American side, I sort of can see it on the, understand it on the British side, but why do you think there are a lot of Americans that prefer New Japan and that Japanese style rather than the American style of wrestling? Because TV? in our eyes, New Japan Pro Wrestling honors the world of pro wrestling. Like, like during the entrances, you rarely hear the the crowd cheer for them, cheer for me because they want to act because they know they're about to see a great match and they and they're let and and the characters let themselves do get the um, fanfare. And then during the match, you rarely hear them hear them uh, chant or anything. I was like, they're enjoying what they're seeing. In WWE, you got you in WWE. If you don't hear chants or anything, that's because the sh- the uh, match is boring and they hate it. <laughs> but in New Japan. That means they see great quality, okay? For instance, uh, uh, Omega versus Okada in that two out of three falls match. I didn't hear a word from yeah. that from that crowd until the later ma- later parts of the match. I was like, "This has got to be the best match New Japan has ever seen," and I was right. Uh, and I was on and I was on the ball on the money, and I was like, "This is why I love New Japan because they actually know they are actually going to get quality content and great wrestling." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They rarely, if ever, do any frills. Like the only time that I've ever seen them go big is when they, during their Wrestle Kingdom shows. Until and, and even then, it was just like some fancy Titantron and a little bit of pyro. I was like, they're letting the wrestling do the story, and I was like, that's how you, that's how it's supposed to be done. Like you, you say about uh, you you, the product you, on the in the ring sucks. I'm not even going to even look at it. You talk about guys like Gallows and Anderson who uh, who went to WWE and then it didn't go well, and they're back in. And you know that Japanese style that you like. What do you think about, in a way, how the career has gone of, of Shinsuke Nakamura? Oh man, same deal. So Shinsuke Nakamura, one of the pillars of New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the creators of Chaos, one of the most famous um, factions in New Japan. New Japan that's still going. And mm. he, the he goes to NXT. He has a great time. Two-time NXT champion has great matches with Sami Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, and all them. But the second he gets it onto a, gets on the main roster, oh god, what did you do? You actually had him win the Royal Rumble only to look to get jobbed out at, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and do a find he just keeps low blowing AJ Styles. I was like, you had such talent, you could have brought the king of, you could have made him this rock star, dude. You could have made him, you could have brought the king of strong style with him. And no, he's like, no, we're just gonna make him this, this um, this uh, this poor foreigner who can't get a win if he, if he tries. 
I think there's something about and again, I don't watch WWE now where I I've I've never seen like a a big successful Japanese star in uh in the WWE. And, and and that's not to do with which I know it is is someone being bilingual because I know that's been a thing with Latino stars and why you know Rey Mysterio works because he's bilingual, but I've never I've never seen like a, an actual big Japanese star. I know people are gonna say like fucking Habushi and Hakushi and yeah, but here's the thing: Hayabusa, Hayabusa made his fame in ECW during his time with when he had rivalries with Masa, uh, Masako Tanaka, Mike Awesome, and all that, and. And he was already made a star in Japan during the during the FMW days. Oh God! Oh wow! Um, yeah, and the only star that can come clone close to WWE is Tajiri, and they treated him like crap. The only, the only yeah, big true, thing yeah. he's got is, is a couple tag titles. It's interesting why that's always been a uh, a sort of a hole there, and why it's never been used. It's almost like a complete well, basically, it's a complete disconnect between Japanese fans and Vince. But you know, that's a conversation for another day, and in, in what that is, but. Um, that that could be someone that could probably benefit from a New Japan return because, you know, you look at Shinsuke Nakamura on those New Japan stage, he was, you know, bigger than the damn event itself in the way that he was presented yeah, as a big he was, star. He was he was literally one of the, he was literally one of the biggest stars in New Japan. Mm. The fact that they gave him the world title on multiple different occasions, main evented many. Wrestle Kingdoms and created one of the most popular factions in New Japan that's still going to this day. The second he gets the chance to sign back with New Japan, you will best believe social media and the fans are going to go ape. Yeah. Okay, knowing that their king is coming back home. Well, it kind of uh, creates that thing like we've seen with Kenta, where you think they'd go back to those kind of locker rooms, and if people have that uh, that question of, oh, should I go over to America or? Should I get signed by WWE? And you know, yeah. a lot of these guys come Kenta, back and saying, "No, we've been there, and it's not, not great." Yeah, Kenta is one is is one of those good wraparound stories because he was fantastic in um in uh, pro wrestling Noah. Um, uh, 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 dude said it best: if there was a route Rushmore Japanese wrestlers, he'd be honest. He main evented many matches in the Tokyo Dome and was a former multi-time uh, GHC World Champion, both junior and heavyweight. And when he went to NXT, he had so much promise, but so much promise and not a lot, and not a lot of um product, and not a lot of a uh, product. Mm. I mean, um, uh, whatever it's called. <laughs> I was like, oh, Triple H, oh, Triple H, you had so many good ideas with this dude, you just and you and couldn't pull the trigger. Mm. Then when he then when he went to New Japan, I was like, okay, I like this. He's new to New Japan, but he knows more about Japanese wrestling. And I was shocked when he made his. When he uh, when he stabbed chaos in the um, back and joined um, the Bullet Club, I was like, okay, I can see where this is going because I can just see what Kenta can go with when it, with um, with the heat. And I was like, oh yeah, he, he oh yeah, he can he can work with this pressure cooker, and he's been running since. Yep. I mean, I mean, I can still I can still hear the boos for when he attacked Naito after Naito finally won the big one at Wrestle Kingdom and just dropped and. I was like, this is this is a storyline that works because he's taking these boos that that you rarely hear from the from the Jap, from the um, Japanese faithful, and he's loving it. I was like, oh yeah, this works. And the fact that he's been never open weight champion, he's going out for the U.S. title, he's having a rival, he's going to have a rivalry with John Moxley. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, this dude, this dude is one of the personifications of Japanese strong style because. He, he may not talk much, but he let his fists and his kicks to do the work for him. 
Absolutely, absolutely. We are heading down the road towards the uh, end of this podcast with old JB. But of course, before we go, we uh, can't leave without doing some old uh, Q and A. And uh, we're going to ask you, uh, JB's a couple of questions that we ask everybody, and a few life questions that are different and chosen specifically for you. So let's head on to the uh, to the questions I ask everybody. And this is kind of an interesting one for you, of your knowledge. We'll be interested to hear the answer to that. JB, who is the most uh, overrated CAW? Oh man, overrated! That overrated that could that could go that could fall in a category of itself. But the best one for me, Cameron Bash. Okay. It, 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 no offense to Bash, but dude, you've 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 been you've done so many things for FAM, and then you decide to ruin other companies just because you wanted to. I was like, thanks, jackass. With that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Jackass. Who is the most uh, underrated CW? Do you think? Oh, that same same deal. There's so many stars that I feel like should should be should be like mega stars, but never had the chance. Sly Cooper is one of them. That dude. That dude is a that dude is a work machine. There's a reason why many of fans, myself included, keep calling him the Ace because his matches are something to behold. You know. And he's earn and he's earning it. Hmm. That that's uh. No, I see I, that. Yeah, I I know I know it's like okay he's like he's getting famous, but to me I feel like he's so, he's just one world title, one big push away from becoming a megastar. He had that chance at Oblivion until that until what happened at the end, bastards. And I was like you and and. He's already a world champion in UWL Rush. I was like, I, I was like, that's fantastic. And sooner or later, I'm going to see him on ACW, whether it's XL or Impulse, and I'm going to be seeing him with ro- makes make with robberies that are just going to be match of the year worthy. Interesting. I like those. Uh, I like those answers. Let's uh, let's go to uh, some some three life questions that I've picked specifically for old JB. First of all, JB, what is the what comes to your mind when you hear the word Russia? You know the word rush russia russia oh a rusher to me i feel like that's someone who who um who uh takes not not to, not enough time to create the product they're trying to do and makes and it just turns sloppy that's why i always say whenever someone's got to push you back because of issues or anything take your time because i would rather wait wait months or or a year for a show then to see a then to see a piss poor slop fest come the next day you know by the way i actually meant the country russia but i'll uh, i'll i'll give you oh. that I'll, oh, I'll give you... <laughs> i thought you said russia my bad <laughs> but, but uh russia oh them oh they're fu- they're cool I'm not, I, I got nothing <laughs> i got nothing against the country uh... russia because they haven't done anything stupid like like we have oh god <laughs> That's a that's a conversation for another day. That one. How do you feel yeah, about putting pineapple in a burger? It depends. It, it it depends on who you ask because for some pineapple can really help out with burgers, but other people, like myself, I feel like that's just that's just t- toppings for desserts. You don't need to put that much sweet on savory, you know. I don't even know people put pineapple in burgers. It's a bit weird. I've never seen that before. Uh, it's it's kind of it's they call it a Hawaiian burger, believe it or not. Oh. Yeah, they yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's a mainland thing. I feel like it's not getting 
I don't think it's going to get that much traction because it's a it's a touchy subject on on whether to put sweet with savory, and sometimes it's a good idea. Other times it just just falls on your face. And uh, very last question, JB. How important are bus drivers in your life? Well, I have to say they are important because they they because they help get the kids who get the kids who can't be able can't be able to go to school and help out with those who can't afford a car afford a car to actually get where they need to go. And and I feel like they they need a little bit of respect because they go through so much crap yeah, in their, in their yeah. lifetimes with drunk drunk idiots, angry jerks who just keep berating them constantly and seeing seeing arguments and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, you need yeah, it's best to just give them a little bit of respect and just get, and don't give them any issues. You know, I was actually thinking to myself, hmm, I can't really end the show on a bus driver question, but you answered that pretty well. So, you know, maybe I'll, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more so we don't uh, randomly talk about bus driver. But you're probably right, actually, with what you said. I do, do agree with you. Uh, what's something about the human body that blows your mind? The fact that I, the fact that our, that, um, that the, um, that we can, yeah, we have this hormone or not that actually helps you stay fit and all that stuff and the fact that it actually can diminish past once you pass 25 was like why is that part of our body it's the same thing with appendages it was fine when it was useful but now we don't need it it's just a headache well you know, like, yeah but uh, other than that our bodies are kind of fun and you learn more stuff than you never know you probably got to be the only guest where I've actually just given you like sideball questions and you've answered them every single one of them. You've never, you've not given me any ums and ahs. Like you are on the ball. You are a uh, very quick, smart young man. Thank you. Uh, and it's been fun being on here, and I've and I'm kind of I'm kind of happy to be a part of this. And hopefully soon we'll uh, we'll keep this going. We'll have another we'll have another roundtable. You know. We'll have another round table. Absolutely. We're heading on down the road. We've been talking to JB. You can catch him on the MAW show. Unfortunately, he's on Raw and not the Jamco Smackdown. But you never know what the future holds. I could always do a deal. I could always do a trade. Um, you can also catch him on uh, SPW2K. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can also catch him on uh, on Discord, on Twitter as well. It's also on there. So what's your uh, Twitter handle, or JB? Follow me at, at WWFFan99. Fan well, that's it from us for the podcast. He is JB. I'm the Jamco. We will catch you down the road very, very future. And uh, stay safe and be good to one another. See you soon. Later. Jamco Talks. This is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check out all things FWZ on the FWZ Collection channel. As the adage says, you give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to, f to fish, you give him, you give him, a, a, no, 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 no. 